Hey yoga teacher, now is the time to make a much bigger impact in the world. You're listening to The Yogipreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurial yoga teachers who want to stop the hustle and overwhelm and instead create more income, freedom and success. I'm your host, Kelly McHugh, founder of Digital Yoga Academy, and I'm sharing business and marketing strategies to grow your community in a way that makes it easy to take action today. I believe that you have a unique message to share that your people need to hear. So let's get to it. Welcome everyone. Today I am with the lovely Steffi White, who is an international yoga teacher and she's the founder of White Light Yoga and she's a Lulu Lemon ambassador. Thank you for being here today, Steffi. Really happy to have you here. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yay. So you've been such a big hit on the London yoga scene for a number of years now. Can you tell us how you navigated those early days as a yoga teacher in London and, and you know, to gain such popularity in such a short space of time? Mm. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey and feels like such a, um, in a way, quite a long time ago that I was doing all that. But um, yeah, when I first came back from my first teacher training in India, the way that I navigated it was I literally just dived straight in. And um, I, I very much knew that I wanted to set up my own thing from the start, but obviously I didn't have any experience. I hadn't um, kind of <laughs> honed my craft very just knew obviously didn't know much but I had so much um drive and actually a lot of focus so I had those things going for me but obviously didn't really know how the hell to teach um do do we ever I don't know but certainly not then um but I knew I wanted to set up my own thing and I knew I got some good piece of advice from someone who I really respected in the early days and he said to me once you've literally just done this training don't go and audition at the places you want to teach right now he was like squirrel away don't let anyone really see what you're doing out there because you're gonna be shit I'm joking but like you're gonna be rusty as hell you don't really know what you're doing you're learning the room and the space and the energy and what's going on so he said to me like just go and practice with your friends and like organize your own things things that people are more relaxed about and they're not going to like um judge you because we all know that some of London's spaces are a bit like that and so I just came back to London and started renting out little spaces the first space that I rented was for six people and it was clinic in Liverpool Street and I think I'd pay like 20 pounds to hide it and I would charge all my friends five pounds so five ten fifteen twenty twenty five thirty so I made ten pounds so basically that was kind of like how I would start I would just rent out these places a few times a week um, I was working full-time in other jobs and after work I'd go and teach these classes and then this was kind of before the Instagram boom and on Facebook I would just tag all my friends I would take a picture again now it's a bit like oh like would I do that now would I take pictures in Shavasana would I take pictures of people practicing headstand me now 
maybe not personally, but back then, yes, definitely. And so then I would tag them all on Facebook and be like, thanks so much for coming. And so much so that some of my friends, they weren't like best friends, but acquaintances who would start coming and friends of friends would start coming. They would like DM me on Facebook and be like, please stop tagging me in these photos. I don't want to come to your yoga class. And what's quite funny now is that like nine years on, they're like, Steph, can I come to your class? I want to come to your retreat? And I'm like, I remember the day when you were like, stop tagging me. Um, but that's just a bit silly. So yeah, for me, it was like dive in, hire really cheap spaces. I'm not looking to do this for money right now. I'm safe and secure in my job. I can pay my rent through my job. And this is just about getting good at my craft. What's my vibe? Like, can I get feedback from my friends? What does it feel like to completely forget what the hell I'm doing with mm. people? What's it feel like to start adjusting and being with people's bodies and um, what comes up and maybe when people don't like your class and or, or they've never done yoga before and then you've got the teacher, all these kind of things. I knew I wanted to start to explore in a way what a control freak on my terms in my safe space rather than oh like so-and-so says she's rubbish you know no one was going to do that it was like in my safe space which is interesting um mm. I don't know what that says about me but that's how that's really how I started I love that and you've touched on such few things there for like newbie yoga teachers of a you have to really do the work right if you want to just get yourself out there and like be committed to it but also you know if you have a full-time job right now you can do this on the side and you can have an easy transition like you don't need to just you know pack in your your day job and like try and make this work there does need to be some transition but also I love the fact that you were creating your own space to um, well, you kind of said it as in, you know, a sense of, you know, you didn't have to, you weren't going to be judged, but also I think it was a really beautiful thing to do because it allowed you to be you. Like, it wasn't like you had to, you know, perform to the studio's kind of um, vibe and branding and everything. You allowed yourself to be authentic and to be you. And so I think that really for you, Steffi, and obviously I was in London at the same time and I could see it. That was really what was building your community is like you were showing up as you people were you know pulled to that and attracted to that and you really built up a big community in London and, and internationally what do you think has been the main kind of driver for that in how you've been able to grow that engaged community who are literally waiting for the next for you to drop the next offering well I would say the number one thing as corny as it sounds is authenticity like I have never ever ever tried to be something else I am as Scottish as they come I remember the first um like my exam the first ever exam that I taught with like a mentor of the school that I trained with she was like you know if you ever swore in a class the, the studio would you know chuck you out and it's so bad and I understand now as well would I swear in a class but back then I swore in my class because I swore and things like that just I just always been very much me and um I think uh also for me it was organic and authentic to be vulnerable so I you know I kind of don't mind having a cry with 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 my community and I've been very lucky to lead lots of very deep retreats and 
healing experiences with people and um it's not me and them it's us and I'm not a polished and um, healed enlightened person I'm very much walking through life with everyone else and what I think makes my classes um hopefully interesting and you get a lot from them is that I use what I'm learning through my life as inspiration in my classes so that will come through not like oh I'm Steffi and I'm going through this but it's inspired because I'm growing and I'm in a place of expansion so that then influences my classes and how I share so I think that vulnerability with authenticity makes people want to be in your class because you know we're all mirrors for one another and and if if you are in that space then people are, are able to you know be there in their space and also to be gentle with themselves because they can see I don't know I think it's something to do that authenticity vulnerability and I think I'm a lot of fun and <laughs> I think that maybe that that's a good mix of like my classes are spiritual and they're deep and they're soulful but like I'm also a complete nut job. So I think people quite liked that, you know, that to, to be able to go on a retreat with someone and have proper lols and be silly and we're doing whatever the hell we want to do, dancing all night, but you can be in the circle and it's completely profound and life-changing. But that, that you know, that's not particularly rare. You know, you do these kind of work, plenty of people do, but I think that's why that my work is popular popular or why it attracts people because of these things mm. um but who knows who knows you know maybe also a lot to do with with timing I I mentor a lot of yoga teachers and I do think as well um I think as you said you have to work really hard you have to have vision and focus and like what what is it that you're doing it for what what is why do you share why do you teach um and work hard to get that clear and then to go out there and share it but you know I definitely was I I worked a lot in studios after the stories I told you about me hiding places then I started to get into studios and then I was like doing lots of events and at that time when I was getting to do all of these things and I was creating my events was when Instagram yoga was really having its moment, but it was just kicking off. This is like, I mean, it wasn't, but like in my little London world, it felt like it was just kicking off like eight years ago. And I was just kind of at the, that moment in London where maybe we were seeing lots of American influencers in yoga, but there wasn't really London people like, you know, oh, I go to her class kind of thing. And, you, you know, with big followings. And I feel like, when people speak about luck that was my bit of like lucky timing in that bit that that I that I was teaching a lot in London really being out there and then I would say at the end of my class I'm Steffi White follow me on Instagram now if you did that it doesn't really land the same people don't really want to follow I don't know Instagram I feel personally and this might not be what you feel but I certainly feel like it's had its day in the way that we can share and interact on there a lot of us are ghosts Mm. you know even me I I often see lots of wonderful things and I'm like Stephanie like it like you know what I mean lots of us were kind of ghosts we're not interacting that Mm. that really interactive inspiring moment I don't know if it's passed but it's certainly changed and 
um, I feel like I had, a, that was just really good timing because then that's when like all the brands and stuff like that. And then that's when things go to another level. But wow. when I speak to my mentoring group, I always say this, it's your first people who are your people. And it doesn't matter like, you know, if Nike signed me to be yoga girl, the people that come from Nike yoga girl aren't going to be the people that are there. They aren't, they, you know, maybe they will be, who knows, but they probably aren't. It's the people Mm. that have come to my classes in London eight, nine years ago. And it's the people that have been coming to my retreats and who've been interacting with my Instagram all this time. They're your, they're your people. And yeah, great. Sometimes, you know, you get a share and you get this 2000 more people. Wow. That's brilliant. Maybe two of them will come on your retreats. But it's it's you're, the people that you're doing the work with and that are really coming to your events and your classes or they're coming online, maybe they're based in Australia. That's what I have found. So it doesn't matter if you've got 50 people or 50,000, really, because it's that first 50, really. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. And obviously we saw the impact of that last week. We had our our day down on Instagram and Facebook were down and it's like well how do you actually connect with your people you know and it's you know it's a great tool and it's great to be there but you're totally right you know being being able to interact with the people that come to your classes and being a bit grassroots about it actually is super important um but yeah no I uh going back to what you were saying about like the authenticity and you being vulnerable I, I totally agree with you it's that is really powerful and a lot of teachers struggle with that what would be your advice to those teachers that are struggling to kind of show up and be vulnerable and like to share more about their story I think personally I don't have all the answers for these things but just from where I'm sitting I wouldn't push it like it's it's got to happen kind of organically unauthentically and you know what there is wonderful yoga teachers out there that don't go there a Mm. lot of the teachers okay I I love classes like that where you can feel that um the class starts maybe I love Jivamukti so we start with chanting then they will tell you the focus of the month and the there are such beautiful teachers that they'll weave it into something they learned that week and that they were going through and bring it together maybe with a sutra and it's like, wow, I'm just oh, I'm so inspired. I learned loads. But in the, in the same way, I absolutely love going to an Ashtanga class. And at, at the end of the class, I'm rinsed through, I'm light, I'm uh, conscious, and I'm ready to see the day in a new way. And that Ashtanga teacher more than likely has not told me anything about himself. And that's absolutely, they don't need to do that. Um, so I don't I know maybe I've just like kind of come back on when you said but what makes your classes popular but why I'm trying to say this is I think it's the key ingredient is absolutely different for everyone just because that's why people are drawn to my class if that's not you it will never work so I think it's like you absolutely can teach successful yoga classes and be a wonderful yoga teacher and no one ever have a clue anything about you so it's about being authentic then, isn't Just it? It's about being authentic and um, not pushing something. You know, like sometimes when you go to a class and someone's saying a quote and your body's like, because you know that they know that they're just like, I should put a quote in and you oh. And we've all been there and I've done it and we've all done it. But that's because it's not, it's, it's a pre-thought out planned thing that's not really organic and you're not really believing in it 
and none of us are really believing in it so that like no don't do that so you've run a lot of events and retreats and you know it's been a really big part of your business um what would you say um like when obviously you've had all of the retreats and events that you've done and then you've moved then we've had the pandemic like how have you been able to bring that kind of strong sense of community to your online events so I when we first went into lockdown it was really interesting because in December 2019 I'd obviously had a psychic like moment where I must have known what was happening because I had spent the previous seven years doing 10 to 12 abroad retreats a year and I booked them in advance like a year and two years in advance it's all booked up you know like my whole year is planned week after week after week of traveling and I got married in 2019 and on my honeymoon I was like well I'm not going to do a retreat next year like I cannot do a retreat next year I am exhausted from traveling I was like I'll do Sri Lanka in January 2020 and then I'm going to be at home I'm just going to be in London and see what that feels like um so then I was like but wait how will I make any money that's a big part of my business I know I'm going to do like an online shower and I need to like pre-record all these classes I'll do them beautiful we'll like make Instagram promos it'll all be gorgeous there'll all be different themes maybe we'll even do a training online so I spent the whole of December 2019 recording everything I paid for this amazing website designer really invested quite a lot got everything up there launched it on the 1st of January 2020 and went and did my retreat in Sri Lanka came back in February with this horrendous cough and was like god I'm like really coughing a lot can't stop coughing through the night then obviously I had coronavirus went into lockdown and literally March 2020 I think the bundles that I was selling was something like 200 a day it was absolutely bonkers like for a whole month um and yeah so I didn't really have to do any kind of big change because I planned all I didn't have retreats to reorganize or events so that was all set up but even though I'd set all of that up, obviously I didn't know that I wasn't going to have like work to do or anything like that. So I immediately started doing Instagram lives for the community. So uh, I started teaching immediately, like a few times a week, Instagram live and had the big conversation with my community, which I speak to my uh, the people I mentor a lot about money. I was like, I'm not going to put a price on this because... I'm figuring out this moment and it's Instagram live and I want to offer you something, but in no means am I offering you this as a free class. Mm. This, this is an energetic exchange. I'm always very clear about that. Um, you can donate one pound and that's gratefully received, but it's not a free class. So then I started having like in the start of the pandemic, like five, 600 people in my class with most people, because I had this honest discussion with them and they were kind of getting it. A lot of people actually did start emailing me in the beginning being like, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I can't believe you're not offering your yoga for free. And I'd be like, we're in a global pandemic. I have no work and this is my work. And I've trained for hundreds, maybe thousands of hours and thousands of pounds and thousands of fucking air miles, excuse my language. And yes, exactly. That's why I need to be paid for this 
this has never been needed more, this yoga class by you. So I expect to be paid. So I had very frank conversations with everyone. And it was amazing because I'd have like, you know, 500 people paying about 10 quid for the class, donating straight to my PayPal. Um, So that was wonderful. And then obviously there was people paying a pound who, and of course there's the people who didn't pay much, but didn't pay it at all, but you know, whatever. And so I was doing that on Instagram. And then I think I started to get a bit like, I can't keep this up forever. I need to get this like back to my platform. You know, we're speaking about when Instagram goes down and everything and relying on that way. So that's when, you know, I downloaded the Zoom, got my Zoom classes up. But the big thing for me when you were speaking about events was just like wording and branding and what is it that I'm putting out there and how do I make it feel different to my one hour classes? So I started doing um, fortnightly immersions So it would be two hours Saturday morning, two hours Sunday morning. I actually started it on Mondays and Tuesdays because I wanted like yoga teachers and free, you know, more people who weren't in office hours, you know, to come along. And so I would package things just with different names and different themes. We had the immersions, we had like full moon things and just um, really offering a beautiful range of events and then staying really interactive on my Instagram. So I think I did like weekly live meditations and you know all that sort of thing and in the pandemic I think that yeah my Instagram like what's it called you know when they're interacting with you really went up because the engagement engagement much more because before that yeah I wasn't really going on there live and offering things Mm. and you realize what a powerful tool that is I just did that this morning actually because I've got it wasn't as manipulated, manipulated as this, but afterwards I was like, oh, that, that was really clever, Stephanie. Um, this often happens with me quite organically. Like, yeah. um, I don't, I don't, you know, when you asked me to do this, I was like, God, it's so embarrassing because I'm not actually strategic. I've never done a planned Instagram post. I've never thought what I'm going to put out there. When I, when I do retreats and stuff, like I never think about what's going to sell. And you're probably sitting there going, oh my God, that's terrible. But I never, ever think like that. But today I went online and did a morning meditation because I haven't been live for a bit. And then I was like, oh, this is great because I'm launching this new course next week. And my newsletter is coming out with my day retreat today. And and then, of course, I look at the the sales and my sales this this morning are through the roof just for being online Mm -hmm. and sharing something with people. So you forget how powerful these tools can be when you use them not in desperation like oh I need to but just like organically and because you want to do it for your community I think you are strategic because you're coming from a place of purpose and I think when you are really aligned with what you're doing you have a vision like it it naturally comes to you what you're supposed to be doing and it doesn't feel forced it feels natural right yeah so what challenges have you had with this with being online um the challenges are well I actually employed an assistant from January so they that's been great in terms of like technical stuff because I I am in I'm not bad at it I just don't love sitting at the computer all day um but I mean I've got this far on my own so I don't really find that sort of thing challenging um To be honest with you, the only challenge really when it comes to work through the pandemic is just like 
I just love traveling and I love doing retreats. It's been really good for me to have like almost two years off really now from traveling. Um, but it, it's really made me realize like being away with people and creating these incredible transformational experience for people is what I'm about and being close to people and touching people and like sitting around breakfast and sharing really alternative alternative thoughts and ideas and practices and you know seeing people be like what I'm like yeah like that is what I love and I have that in my online community but it's not being with people in in the sweat and the that's what I want and and also just love what travel does for the soul and for the spirit and really miss being in tropical places and sunny places and being in the sea um so the challenge has just been like fuck I'm in my living room again you know and um but it's still beautiful like this morning getting on and connecting with all those people it makes me feel amazing I love it it's very fulfilling and I know that now right now the everyone needs what we're doing more than ever one of my really good beautiful friends who's an incredible breath practitioner she was like Stephanie people need what you do more than ever and so um just because it's in a different way to really remember that and to keep honing in on it and keep sharing it Um, Because sometimes like all of you guys will feel when we're literally going on Zoom and online, sometimes you just think, fuck, it's like, this, 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 you know, but it is, it's really, it's really helpful for people. So I think I'll always keep this side of the business for sure. But just like, I know that I want to be in community like, like this and, um, to nourish and nurture that more than I ever have in my life I can't wait for that yeah I totally feel you on that like community aspect has been quite a challenging part I think that a lot of teachers have found over the last year or so when they've taken their classes online and trying to weave that kind of real sense of um, closeness you know Mm. that you would have had when when you were in the class or in on retreat and Um, the energy is different there's no getting around mm. it like the feedback in my classes people you know they get so much from it but I'm like but have you been to my like in-person class because like how can it be the same but we just need to remember it's what they need right now and also like you know when you're working nine till five people now I think the way that they practice has changed a lot what's the point in traveling half an hour to get to the studio to then be sweaty to get changed to when they can literally roll out their mat before work I think I think that will have probably changed for a lot of people for a long long time definitely yeah just just as um the way people are just working nowadays so like you know be working from home is going to be more acceptable now for a lot of companies you know and I think you're totally right it changes behavior and people do need this more than ever right now so being a yoga teacher you know having got your classes online over the last year you're actually ahead of the game like just to keep going and and to know that these platforms are going to get even better you know they're going to going to become more powerful and allow us to have that closer connection that we're all really craving um so I want to talk a little bit more about your community and I know you launched your online course which is called rise but before we talk about that I'd really love to understand 
how you've gone about learning more about your community and your students, like who you're teaching and who they are and what they need from you so that you can really like speak their language and create the offerings that they really want? Mm, yeah, good question. I don't know if I'm ever going to have a good answer for you. So again, I've not done any like analysis or anything like that business wise. Like I just don't, I, I know, probably terrible missing a, missing a beat here, but I just don't go into any of that sort of stuff. I do have an agent who I work with for any like brand things. And for that on Instagram, we look at the analysis and all that sort of thing, but not really. Yeah. What I do know is I do know from here <laughs> who my community are. And from the very first retreat I did, I remember being like, holy cow how can I ask people to pay this amount of money and I wasn't even really probably making much profit it was my very first one you're trying to figure out like how can I put out to all these people that maybe I've never even met before like they're gonna spend like a thousand pounds you know and I was probably just you know making a nice little amount for that week mm. made it as cheap as I possibly could for how beautiful it was and and I remember really being like well at worst case scenario it's too expensive no one can come and that was the first feel of like I know that isn't really the immediate question you ask but like things like that matter like what what there's no point in putting a retreat out there that's going to be too grand if everyone that you that's coming to your class is 21 and at uni you ain't mm. going to sell a place mm. but what I found in that kind of way is that my community is like really I'd say from about 28 to like more into 50s. On my retreats, we have, I'd say most people are in their 40s. Mm. I've got like, it's, but then also there's a lot of young people, younger people follow me. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer your question. What I do know is that whenever I put anything out there and I think, eek, is that, is this quite landing right? Is that, and I just sit with it and I think, no, that is what it is worth. And that's how much I've put in it, believe in it, it goes. And then that gives me the confidence. And I say, I know who my community is. You're maybe asking in more of a spiritual way, like, who's your community? And I'm talking about money. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I think but, it's a really important point is, is that the price point, right? That yeah. you're going to price your things. But um, I'm thinking more about like, what might be some of the life experiences that you know your your community are going through your oh students. huge it's it's so it's so vast like you know I remember one retreat I did in Bali there was like probably a 21 year old and a 75 year old mm. 75 and she came on my Bali retreat on an adventure retreat half the time in Gilimeno half the time in Bali um so you know miscarriage, cancer patients, divorces, people coming and realizing they don't want to be with their partner anymore. I mean, just everything, life. Uh, people who've, who like have just left their job, people going back to uni. What, what I'd say is the red thread is yeah. that when it comes to retreats, it's like people ready for a, a gear shift or who need time to process or are looking for some answers so there's a red thread as in like it doesn't always have to be really you know sad things but it's it's 
I'd say my community are people who it's not yoga fitness. It's um, my community are people who are on a healing journey that is got lots of joy in it, but it's also had depths of heartache. And that's my community. Yeah, that's that. That's that's the answer you were looking for, not the money one. That's it. You got it. Exactly. And I'm just looking at um, a little snippet from your website around your online course. And that's really this question leads into this next one, which is your your course is called Rise. And it's a six week journey of reconnecting to the deepest part of yourself, cultivating sacred practice and daily ritual to awaken the power of who you truly are and honor your life as sacred. And I guess that relates totally to what you've just been saying that, you know, that that thread of like people who are going through some kind of life transition, they're having having some kind of not a big awakening but they are waking up to something that maybe needs changing and to really kind of come reconnect to themselves mm-hmm. um so I love that because obviously the messaging that you put out there is so important to draw the right people in so I want you to share a little bit more about your kind of course creation process like what went into deciding what went into your course what went into rise and what you really wanted to share with people um so rise I actually created when I was going through my first round of IVF in April this year. And um, I had not planned at all to do anything like this. And I was obviously in huge process and learning so much about myself and the strengths within myself and resilience. And probably also learning about heartache in a way that I'd never really experienced. And so I just knew I had to get it out. And I just literally just started recording. (laughs) And and being like, well, what what can this time that I'm going through, um, how can I put these into practices? How can I create practical things for people to work through? Um, And what's helping me right now? And how can I speak about uh, difficulty in an inspirational way that's not personal to what I'm going about, where it's nothing to do with IVF, you know, but it's um, it's something that people can take home with them that resonates with their life. So I just started recording. I put it into six weeks. I planned out obviously the six weeks as in like, what are the themes for every week and what is the goal at the end of the week? Um and then start to get a structure of like what's included so obviously there'll be videos there'll be audios there'll be maybe a song like literally like that and and then just sit down and nothing was planned rehearsed or take two it's just take one go (laughs) but coming from the heart again it's all coming from the heart isn't it yeah it's coming from from you being you like really just showing up as you and sharing what you are going through like sharing your process and I think you know when you're creating something like that like an online course or even when you're thinking about your community quite often like they're at point a where you once were and you're helping to guide them to point b which is that you know happier more more relaxed place or whatever it is you know so taking them on that journey is is super important and I love how you've created that in your in your program. Like how how did you go about launching it? So what I did was I did if you sign up within the next week, 7 days, I'm quite I'm quite 
quick. I don't let anything go too long. Like anything I put out there, I'm like, oh, it starts in two weeks or four weeks maximum. Yeah. Not in the way I work. I don't let things, you know, there's no early bird for very long. So I think I said, you know, sign up within the next seven days and you'll get, I think it was 25 or 35 pounds off, something like that. Again, I just literally pluck that out of thin air so excuse me just felt good like like the number and so then yeah everyone obviously needs to sign up in that week and so then everyone signs up and also the reason why people signed up because that's a course that lives on my website that anyone can buy at any time and do for as long as they want it's not like you know it doesn't have start dates it just lives it lives on my website but I knew I wanted to get a huge amount of people to sign up in that week so I did the the price off and I did we're going to do a once off live launch class session with Steph so then in seven days time it was like a big live launch where I did like an opening thing but then I recorded that so anyone who buys it from there gets that but lots of people like the live interaction so that was another thing and also if you signed up then within that week then you'd be on the Facebook community who were all doing it at the same time rather than trying to like connect with people who'd already done it so there was those reasons and then yeah I think in the in the first week we had 150 people and then now obviously people go on my website and they just continue to do it. I just really feel like this conversation has been so much about like intuition, trust, coming from the heart, coming from a place of purpose and just really like trusting and believing in what what you do, you know, and serving, you know, serving, like not coming from like, oh, a salesy place, but really just showing up for your community and and serving them. And when you do that, it's um, magnetic. Mm. There's no stopping people getting involved. Yeah. The few times where I felt like we've all been there, you know, when you create something out of desperation, maybe you're like, fuck, I haven't done anything in ages or fuck, I need to earn some money. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes from those places, yeah. as much as it's natural to have those moments, like try and step back and come from it at a different way because it never is going to be attractive. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, you just come with a different energy, I think, and people feel that. Finally, then, what advice would you have for any teachers who they've been teaching on Zoom, you know, they they forced themselves online last year and they've been doing their Zoom classes and maybe they found the numbers are dwindling, perhaps. What do you think they need to be doing online or what advice would you have for them to actually create other offerings, you know, other online offerings? Maybe it could be online workshops or online retreats or online courses. Mm, Well, firstly, I think like you should congratulate yourself because when you signed up to be a yoga teacher, you didn't really think you were going to be like a presenter or like a technician or I mean, this is this is totally bonkers. (laughs) yeah I think really give yourself a massive pat on the back because it is daunting to have these conversations now we're getting a bit more used to it obviously but it is hard to to show up and be seen on a camera you Mm. don't know how they're feeling on the other side so well done it's not easy at all um and the advice for more offerings online is I guess start with like what do you want to do ask yourself what would be cool like what do you think is cool or when you see people putting things out there like what is it about what they're doing that excites you and um 
yeah, if you were a punter, what the hell would you want to do? And then just make it happen. The great thing about being online is there's a massive opportunity for saving money. Like we don't have to hire the event space. You don't have to, you know, that, that for me was massive costs. And also what's wonderful is that you don't have to half your pay with a yoga studio. Everything can come straight to you. So there's so much opportunity. You just need to be creative. Ask yourself what you want to do online. Um, how do you think outside the box? Renaming things instead of classes, like I said, you know, immersions, retreats, um, how can you just slightly shift what you're doing? You don't, you know, a lot of what I do is very similar because I'm just me, but there's just slight shifts and, and you just mold it slightly different and it continues to evolve. And then your offerings feel really quite different. Um, but it's not like, you know, every week I have to think, oh my God, I need to start from scratch. You know, the foundations are always there. It's just yeah. little, little tweaks. Um, and finally, another piece would be, um, yeah, with your with your social media and stuff, rather than, and, and I, you know, I've got to still learn this too, finding that balance between like when you're putting something out there, whether it's just a picture, a post, a, some writing, like the more that you can show up and be in service, like you're saying, like really giving something back that's when your social media is going to be of value instead of being like that's an amazing yoga pose mm. we've been there sometimes I'll still like to do it it's okay and sometimes it's it's great but more than not what you're putting out there has to um give something back you know yeah I think and 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 I don't do it enough either but I think that's when your platforms become really powerful and exciting you know, sorry to go on, but like one example is this woman. She's a florist. Um, what is her name? Oh, I'll need to think. Anyway, I follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. I started following her in lockdown. She had maybe like 30,000 followers. Went on yesterday because she just came up and now she's got like 200,000 followers. And she's just this mum. And every single one of her shares is on a Sunday. She goes into her studio and she's like, today I'm going to do these flowers. And she shows you how to do them. And they're all different flowers. And she makes an arrangement. And the reason why her Instagram is going through the roof is because I go on her Instagram and I learn something. And I can yeah. take it away. And I'm like, oh, I love that. And, you, and I sit there and I watch her whole video. And I'm like, oh my God, that arrangement is amazing. I've just learned something. I'm going to go and try and do it myself. And I feel like, you know, instead, how do you do that in a yoga way where it's not like, here's your headstand, three, two, one. That's okay too. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's a cr more creative way. You could sit down and maybe tell a story from the Bhagavad Gita. Maybe you tell a story, you know, like, I don't know. There's yeah. many creative ways. But I think that's the way Instagram's changing. Your Instagram will be a powerful tool if people can go on there and they start to learn something and they're interactive and they're, wow, instead of like, oh, she's so flexible. Yeah, totally. And using the, the video function there, I mean, it's a video tool essentially. So just using that rather than thinking of just posting something, yeah. actually using like stories, IGTV and on all of the video functions there as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. You're an absolute star. Um, tell us how we can practice with you, Steffi. Uh, you can practice with me uh, if you head to my website, steffiwhiteyoga.com. 
there's online bundles there and just keep in touch with my Instagram thank <laughs> you love yeah. thank you so much thank you so much you're a legend thanks You've been listening to the Yogipreneur podcast brought to you by Digital Yoga Academy, the leader in business and marketing education for yoga teachers worldwide. And if you loved what you learned today, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review. And remember that learning is nothing without taking action.